Georgia Simmons, the founder of Greedy Vegan, and welcome back to another episode of Catch Ups in My Kitchen. This is a podcast about all things food, and this week's focus is Nutrition 101. I am joined by two nutritionists, Charlotte and Vilte, to talk all things food, gut health, female health, and a lot, lot more. After this episode, you should be alarmed by a lot of things, have learned a lot of things, and be really keen to research more about what works for you and what we are all eating. We discuss so many interesting topics such as gut health, eating the rainbow, the plant-based milk industry, what milks are actually good for us, and what is in our food. I think we'll all be super surprised if we turned over the packets, what is in our food. There is so much in this episode that I think you're going to love. Charlotte and Vilte work under the name of Decipher Nutrition and they are two qualified nutritionists helping women achieve optimal health holistically and their whole aim is to decipher the science so we don't have to. So let's meet Charlotte and Vilte. To start with, do you mind explaining a little bit about you both, kind of what you do, introduce everyone to, to what you do? So we met at university, we were both studying human nutrition um, and I remember thinking B was really cool that I wanted to be her friend and she ended up going on placement with one of my friends mm-hmm. and she was like, I think you'd really like this girl, she's into cooking, she's into health, like she gets health the way you do which is like the functional medicine sort of take on it, do it yourself, cooking, mm-hmm. like food comes from the food you eat etc. And we sort of made friends and very quickly we then became really close and we mm-hmm. really got into nutrition and specifically female health, and I think we would talk, wouldn't we? We'd be mm-hmm. like, it's so annoying, but nothing's done on women. Like, you're told to do this and do that, but actually all the studies are just on men. Mm-hmm. They're not on women. And we kind of talked more and more, didn't we? And we were mm-hmm. like, it's so annoying, but all the science out there isn't mm-hmm. really that accurate. Um, and we kind of both had this idea that we wanted to work together, and we liked this sort of entrepreneurial side of it, and the female founders, and sort of doing our own thing, I think, was probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. drivers. So we ended up doing the business masters together. And then next thing you know, we were moving to London. We decided to register Decipher Nutrition Limited as a company. And I think we're kind of finding our feet, but our main thing is women mm-hmm. and female health and working with women to improve their health, whether that's through the food they eat, the lifestyle mm-hmm. habits, supplementing, making like changes and just like small tweaks that are small, simple, like actionable. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. It's not about drastically changing your life. It's about picking things that actually are achievable for you and how can you then build up and over time make yourself like a leader healthier life to improve your overall health um Mm. but that yeah that's kind of our friendship in a nutshell no amazing and I love what you said about like little things to improve Mm -hmm. because I think with plant-based as well it's similar so um I was actually at an event today and we were saying how you know if you ask people to change too many things you can't Mm -hmm. like ask people to change one thing at a time and then you'll you'll achieve it you'll feel good about it and then Mm -hmm. you can achieve the next thing like if you just keep trying to change everything like nothing's actually going to improve so we'll go on to more about this in a minute but a tradition on the podcast is we have some quick fire questions okay, all okay. about food to make it more fun with both of you because I've never had two people on as guests before so to make it more fun we're going to um basically answer them at the same time so we'll see how they differ okay okay so sweet or savory savory okay <laughs> Juicy burger or overloaded salad? Overloaded, overloaded salad. salad. Okay, we're on the same wavelength. So 
Ice cream or sorbet? Ice, ice cream. cream. Okay. Gelato, sure. <laughs> sure. Crisps or popcorn? Crisps. Popcorn. Um, yeah, we've got our first Sweet and little... salty popcorn. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like sweet and salty, yeah. And cook in or eat out? <sighs> I mean... In the... Cook in if it's with you. <laughs> yeah. Eat out if it's with you. Yeah. Oh, that's really hard. I'd say maybe cook in with Vilte, but cook out and eat out in general. Okay, yeah. Because I quite like being waited on, like especially like, with your partner or something, but I really love us cooking together. I would agree. I would say cooking in together we like, but I in general like to eat out to try different mm-hmm. things. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to buy all the ingredients and make some certain food, mm-hmm. so I'd okay. say both. I cannot choose. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. And favorite delivery? <sighs> Lebanese for me. Mm. Good one. That's yeah. probably be mine. Like fatouche salad, tabouleh salad, <sighs> hummuses. Wing yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lemon pepper wings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. These are all sounding great. Mm-hmm. So where I want to start is where we actually started speaking. So mm-hmm. I actually met Charlotte for a bit of background at a pop-up event. And we got talking and I thought to myself, God, we could keep talking and talking about this. I need to get you on because I think mm-hmm. more people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So where I want to start is ingredients and things you buy from the supermarket and the ingredients so I know you talk a lot on Instagram about looking at the back of packets and seeing what's inside products do you guys mind talking a little bit about why that's so important and what we should be looking out for when we do go to the supermarkets um well I was growing up in Lithuania first of all so going to the supermarket you just go and buy whole foods there is not even like an option for ready meals or like a meal deal with a sandwich well at least when i was growing up it was not an option so for me when i go out to the supermarket i always uh, look less than 10 ingredients in general i just try to buy whole foods so i know what's inside unless it's like bread or wraps it's always important though to look at the bag because the other day i was even buying the wrap it said vegan and organic on the front and then i just took it i did not even look at the ingredients because it was in a shop that we always shop and it's organic and health and i took it back home eating it and just had a look and was like 10 plus ingredients three different sugars inside which is so unnecessary even for tortilla wrap you can make it out of three ingredients so i think anything you cannot understand in the ingredient list you shouldn't buy it if it has any e numbers or uh, different it's important to look what's in the first three mm-hmm. in the beginning because what's in the beginning and in ingredients that's what's the main inside yeah it goes like highest to lowest so mm. which is why they say sugar shouldn't be in the top three and that's like well should we all know sugar's not great for you but when it's in the top three that means it's probably in quite like a big mm. amount but also what you said it's so important to check the back of the mm. label the mm. front of the label is buzzwords mm. it's naked it's raw it's organic it's like you know unpasteurized and filtered <laughs> it's just buzzword 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 mm. and actually how much of that really means anything like i question and like we even joke i'm like i'm just having a raw kombucha like style this unfiltered <laughs> and pasteurized with modern <laughs> and we almost yeah. joke about just how ridiculous the amount of buzzwords there are now that you have to just really look on the back mm. and yeah i mean one is how many ingredients you should be able to understand the label and think to yourself could i make that out of these ingredients on the back and when it's like mm. disodium potassium ascorbic like well, you probably couldn't. Like, mm. I wouldn't have a clue how to make that myself in my mm. kitchen because it's a load of chemicals and, like, genetically modified or made-up stuff that they kind of bring together. Mm. And a lot of the time, they break a ingredient completely down, 
deconstruct it and then sort of merge it back together to make a brand new product so mm-hmm. it's not really the same thing mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know it's hard I think I would say real food is the mm-hmm. main one a limited number like when you're looking at 10 20 30 it's obscene like that is ultra processed food so you mm-hmm. don't want to be consuming that that too often and don't be fooled by the front would probably mm-hmm. be the main ones that yeah. I'd say like we we love a buzzword especially in the UK like high protein is now on everything mm-hmm. but what really is high protein like what's a good quality protein versus a bad one that again is a whole other avenue to go down but I think mm-hmm. yeah it's strip it back and look really simply and think does that make sense a hundred percent and I want to get onto the buzzwords in a bit more detail mm-hmm. but Phil to please explain a bit more about you mentioned that you grew up in Lithuania mm-hmm. and you know you went to the supermarket and you went for Whole Foods mm-hmm. and so when you came to the UK mm-hmm. talk about how your lifestyle and diet and how it changed for you well first when I came I, feel, I don't know how it's called when you're a studi- student student at uni for the first year and you gain some weight how do they call it oh yeah the freshest five pounds uh, yeah something called. like that so <laughs> I, I first I first when I moved I gained some weight because I saw all this food that I never seen before in Lithuania so I wanted to try even like some types of chains or fast food so I gained I gained some weight not not a lot but when my mom came to visit me she was like you 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 look a little bit different than you used to before and then I noticed that like my PMS started to to getting worse I would get more irritated the actual period would be more painful so I assumed that it's too much sugar and then I got my grandma sending me parcels from Lithuania twice twice per year she would pack it yeah she would package package up 25 kg and send it to me like homemade juice all the jams because everything you get like food cupboard stuff in Lithuania you never buy it from the store food cupboard you always make it at home you go yourself to collect the berries and then and then you you make the jam so I was just used to everything whole food or like organic no sugar no nothing and then I moved here my skin got a little worse my PMS got worse my hair started falling out so Wow. And that's all basically Mm. because of the food that you're putting in Mm. your body was just completely different to what you grew up on. And so highly processed, your body was probably just rejecting it all and Mm -hmm. just throwing your hormones everywhere. Like, what is all this? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like, even just like the lifestyle, it's normal for us to go to sauna, let's say every, every winter, every weekend, and then you're all in the snow. So... That builds your immune system, which helps with gut health, and it just all works together. <laughs> yeah. uh, everything mm-hmm. you do, so you just have to look at basically every choice that you make. But, yeah, amazing. But I, enjoy life still. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's really interesting because I think when people say like, "Oh, I'm going to be healthy this week," mm-hmm. I think it's really important to highlight like what healthy is. Mm-hmm. Like, healthy isn't just salads because mm-hmm. if you get for salad firstly if you order a salad out it probably may as well have pasta mm-hmm. but if you or you know make a salad at home and then mm-hmm. get bottled dressing just turn that dressing mm-hmm. over and have a look what ingredients mm-hmm. are actually in there because i'm sure yeah. it will be very probably more than 10 ingredients on some mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's really really good point to highlight about 10 ingredients or less yeah. so i want to go back talking about the buzzwords and the front of packaging mm-hmm. so I think I was having a look at your Instagram and you kind of mentioned like just don't really believe what you read on the front mm-hmm. so like when it says like low fat low sugar high protein mm-hmm. why 
why should we not be looking at that is it just complete marketing I think the, the main thing is it's marketing and it's there to reel you in and I think especially with like western countries and somewhere like the UK we really know what gets our consumer and like high protein is now the new thing so it's just blasted on everything there was a point where low fat was the thing and it was just put on everything and it was like a buzzword to get people to buy the product but I think it I mean, so let's look at low fat I don't think you should buy low fat products usually there's something else in them to get that flavor still whether it's sugar or whether it's some sort of flavor enhancer to make sure it still tastes palatable and also you have to remember that fat's actually not like it's your friend fat is good for you so you can only absorb vitamins a d e and k when you have fat present so if you take your multivitamin in the morning on an empty stomach and it's got a d e and k you're not going to get anything from it if you then take that same multivitamin but you have it with a meal you will get the a d e and k and it's just like that when you eat foods that have these vitamins in so you don't really want to go low fat, but also um, Jessie Ingekapaus, I might have butchered her saying, but she does the glucose goddess on Instagram. Okay. There's a reason she always goes for 5% Greek yogurt instead of the low fat or zero fat one. And it's because it helps balance your blood sugar. So it's actually really good if you look at that kind of thing. It's way more satiating. You feel fuller. You don't get a peak and then a dip and have more cravings. In the long run, choosing the one that's regular fat is so much better for you than going for that low fat one because you might get stuff you don't want, bulkers or fillers that sort of make the product better but also in terms of satiety it's probably not doing that much for you mm. um but yeah i don't know if you want to take one of them no and i just want to say fat is not bad for you it's so not i'm not sure why would you buy a low fat product i think that's because we the term fat is associated with like oh you're going to gain fat so you don't want a high fat mm-hmm. product but then i mean so then low sugar is another one that really mm. pees me off mm. because like, so let's take an example of like a coke a can of coke so you have normal coke and diet so with the normal one, you run the risk of, well, having a huge sugar spike followed by a crash in that afternoon slump. It's also not good for your metabolism, your energy, your weight. There's a whole load of issues with that. There's also a really interesting study, and I think it was for every one can of pop you drink a day, your risk of depression goes up by 5% take that to two cans per day and it jumps to 25%. Mm. That's just from, that's around, I think it was 98 grams of sugar they were consuming a day in the study. Mm. Wow. 25% jump in your risk of depression symptoms. But then the flip side is, so let's look at Diet Coke. You've got aspartame, which they say actually inhibits neurotransmitters in your brain, like dopamine and serotonin. Not great. You've then got the gut issue. Yeah. (laughs) So it actually affects the gut, the ratio of good to bad gut bacteria no one wants that we know that gut health is like the pinnacle of your immune system and your mood Mm. again not ideal and then now studies show that some sweetness actually mimic that sweetness in your body and you still get a glucose spike so yeah (laughs) it's like the less of two evils i wouldn't even say one is better than the other i think maybe if you're trying to wean your kids off sugar then a diet coke might be better Mm. but if you're someone that's trying to balance their blood sugar and look at hormone health then having a sugary coke which is less it's more natural ingredients might be the better option but I think it's it's two evils. I just yeah, don't think that one it's is a better hard, than the other. It's a hard one. I think kind of going back to Lithuania mm-hmm. again, like the reason why you, you're probably like completely pure in the inside because mm-hmm. you've just been so used to having all these whole foods. <laughs> like with all these low fat, low, you don't have that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's go back 50, 70 years. Mm-hmm. We were, people weren't having low mm-hmm. fat, low sugar, this, like that. They just had yogurt. Mm. Milk. If I tried to buy you a low-fat like sour cream, I cannot imagine how mm. you'd react. You'd probably when, try it out. <laughs> when I go back home, when I go back home and I see my fridge low-fat, I'm like, 
But then you say that it's not, but there was nothing else to buy except for low fat. <laughs> but I was even saying to Charlotte the other day that in Lithuania, when you go to the shop and there is dairy products, let's say sour cream and stuff, we love sour cream. So you can get different type of percentage. Even the one that I bought home 30%. other day, 30, 30 something percent, but you can buy 10, you can buy 12. It just depends. Mm-hmm. So it's never really low fat anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to ingredients again, I also want to talk about milk alternatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is another thing we mentioned when I saw you mm-hmm. at the event. Mm-hmm. Because obviously we're having these milk alternatives and obviously everyone, well, I have milk alternatives. One in three of us in our kitchen will now have in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is great and I'm like mm-hmm. all for it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you if you like milk alternatives and if you're not like vegan but mm-hmm. you want to cut back, mm-hmm. start with milk. Mm-hmm. I That's think a really it's approachable one. really approachable and I think it's great. However, I was fascinated by the fact that there is oil in the milk. <laughs> I just thought that it was, you know, oats, water, mm-hmm. oil. Uh, Where has oil come from? Our, I couldn't our believe audience, it. When we were posting about that on Instagram, were just like, stop it yeah, right now water. because everyone loves an oat milk latte. A hundred percent. Of course. But yeah. I think, you know, I think this is not. I mean, obviously, again, it, the consumer, you can look, look at the back of the labels. There are milk, oat milks that don't have mm-hmm. oil in. There are, yeah. 100%. But I think, you know, this is an industry thing. Like, this mm-hmm. needs to, this is crazy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, we're not all perfect. Don't get me wrong. I still have oatly in my fridge. I mm-hmm. like the way it froths. And I am <laughs> going to have it every single day. I am. I'm not going to. But I do find it incredible how there is oil. Like, mm-hmm. I think it just shows that by turning over the packets, you are going to be surprised at some of the things yeah. you read. Mm-hmm. And that one is really... And it's just knowing how me. to read it as well. Like, I mean, for some people, they might even see oil and be like, oh, interesting. Because, you know, you consume oil every day. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively normal food. It's just when then you think and you think, just drinking oil? Like, and then you sort of think about it more. Mm-hmm. And it's just for mouthfeel. It's the way it froths. Mm-hmm. And it has a much better mouthfeel when you put that bit of oil mm-hmm. in. And also it stops you ever pouring the drink and it's not sort of, you know, and it sits a bit at the top mm. and it's a yeah. different colour. Essentially, it helps with that as well. It yeah. helps it stay sort of a consistent colour and texture. Yeah. But that's the problem. I think the problem is it's it's what consumers want and everyone likes how Oatly feels when you go for an oat milk latte and they froth it and it's mm. just... Yeah. Even now I could salivate. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes that's one of my life's pleasures and I'm not going to stop because mm-hmm. I do love it, but I just think it's interesting to know, mm-hmm. at least be aware of all these things. I think yeah. this is very interesting for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, the the sort of alternative milk market in general is interesting. Um, like even, I think it was yesterday I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like, which ones really should you be going for? Mm-hmm. And like they're saying that oat milk can be quite high in sugar and not necessarily got anything else mm-hmm. there. Rice, not too bad. Still not really got much there, though. Mm-hmm. Almond, okay, but then you've got to think of the sustainability mm. effects. And if you're choosing not to have normal milk because of sustainability, then maybe mm. almond is not... And it's like, oh, well, where do we go from here? I Which know. one? Mm. I mean, again, the, the alternative milk industry is still ever-changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, pea milk is now coming back up. Yeah. And I think that's a really good one. Um, potato milk is a thing. It's meant, it's meant to be a trend in 2023. For oh, the potato milk, potato it's meant, milk. yeah, they're saying that it should overcome oat. But I have tried, and it, I'm not a fan of almond milk as well because to me it just tastes like water. Mm. So potato yeah. is the same, okay. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think there is there's actually a thing that I've seen on Instagram where you can make your own um, plant milk. 
Mm-hmm. So you pour yes. your almonds in, the move something, and it can't, turns into milk. I mean, mm-hmm. that is amazing. Well, that does look. I any, was really about to get mm-hmm. that a few weeks ago. <laughs> any gadget lover listening, I feel like this is your next thing because it is a bit yeah. of a yeah. It does yeah. look really really cool, but yeah, the the plant based milk industry is very is an interesting one. Mm. Um, but it's great to have so many options. It mm-hmm. is great to have so many yeah. options for different things. Like you might want hazelnut on your cereal. Mm-hmm. You might want oat in your coffee. Mm, yeah. Like it's great to have all the options, and I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But Again, yeah, it's just interesting to be aware of what mm-hmm. goes into these yeah. things, definitely. Um, yeah. So I also want to talk a little bit about eating the rainbow because I bang on about this quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for gut health, I think especially if you're plant-based, people always say plant-based people are don't get their nutrients. And that is a very big statement because most people, regardless of what diet they're on, they might not be getting their nutrients. I think but, most of us aren't. Yeah. yeah. I think the key to that is eating the rainbow because mm-hmm. I think variety is so key. Uh-huh. And yeah, so I just wanted to take your take on that. Um, well, how do you say that gut is like a little tropical jungle? Mm-hmm. The more variety that you eat, the more different good bacteria that you feed. And plus, eating the rainbow in the sense of vegetables and fruit that you also get the fiber which wor- works as a prebiotic prebiotic for the food for bacteria mm-hmm. so that's really important like polyphenols for all types of health not even gut immune system they say that it's uh, anti-cancerous to eat polyphenols the uh, purple fruit especially so um I, I was reading that you should aim for seven, eight different, seven to eight different types of vegetables per day mm. to eat the variety of them, which I think is really, really hard and would be surprising for people I because we, people off. yeah, <laughs> because we have all, all these packages five a day, which includes fruit and vegetables. So nobody even thinking to eat eight types of different mm-hmm. uh, vegetable per day, and then they see three different types of fruit. So in total, ten portions let's say veg and fruit which people don't even know about it and I in the UK especially I think people are set on certain types of vegetables and fruits that they eat they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily like expand and eat more than apple and let's say pineapple banana and what they see in a normal Tesco because not a lot of people shop in the market where there's more variety Mm -hmm. but I I do believe it's really important and me and Charlie we always try when we have salads to put all different kinds in it. Try anything. Artichokes, cauliflowers, anything. Mm-hmm. So what's that saying? Variety is the spice of life. I feel mm-hmm. like that's how you have to think about your gut. Mm-hmm. Like so Tim Spector at Zoe and their predict nutrition study is absolutely phenomenal. If anyone hasn't heard of Zoe, I'm obsessed with their company mm-hmm. and I think they're great. And they did this massive study looking at gut health and they found that it was thirty plants per week was roughly what you needed for the best ratio of good to bad gut bacteria. And that includes fruit, vegetables, beans, seeds, Mm. nuts, herbs, spices. Like, Mm. I think when you put it like that, it seems a little less daunting. Yeah. Um, I was going to go on to that, actually, because I've done that. And you actually feel amazing. Mm. But also, you can hit that very easily. Mm -hmm. Very easily. Like, it's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. Because think about fresh basil and mm. coriander and parsley. Like already mm-hmm. that's three and you could mm-hmm. have that very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so it is doable. But also you you'll be surprised with how 
like delicious your meals are like you won't get bored like you'll be so surprised on how good you feel I think it's it's like with exercise they say the more you move your body the more you want to move your body and the less like hard you find it I think it's like Mm. that with cooking if you're someone that wakes up and has a steak bake in the morning then you go to work and you have a meal deal then you come home and maybe have like an oven pizza well that's very beige and you're not getting really any fiber I think what is it in the UK we get five grams and you need 30 that's a big issue which probably says that people aren't having a lot of these foods that are high in fiber Mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of where you start it's well in the morning you have an apple then um or you have I don't know a piece of fruit or you swap one of your meals for something home cooked but also as you say like there is we are set in our ways and London is the best place for variety up north Mm -hmm. in Yorkshire no way can you get the variety you can get in London like I remember when I moved here I was like I can't wait to cook like the world is my oyster here like mm-hmm. if I want to find like a certain chilli or a certain whatever I can find it in a supermarket here whereas up north it was just impossible mm. like, there's not the market for it yeah. and I think sadly the way the UK is going we're just getting more immature with our palates yeah um, kids don't know how to cook parents rely on like ready meals because everyone's working a nine to five and just running around like headless chickens working so mm. much like we've got such a lack of energy as well yeah um, I completely agree and just, uh, there's actually two things I want to take from that Firstly, is like that is the reason that Greedy Vegan is not a recipe kit. So everyone always says to me, why aren't you a recipe box? Mm-hmm. Firstly, if you want a recipe box, there are some amazing businesses mm-hmm. out, there, out there. Mindful Chef, they've just collaborated with Delicious Liella. Yeah. I mean, what mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah, yeah that is a great and idea. And it's, you know, grubby, a plant-based mm-hmm. meal kit box. Um, obviously, HelloFresh, Gusto, mm-hmm. there are plenty. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to start that because mm-hmm. you've got that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like cook mm. just be creative and I know mm. cooking's not for everyone but it's just I feel like we're told how to do everything in life mm-hmm. we're told what we want to see mm-hmm. because of the algorithms mm-hmm. on Instagram or socials we're told what we what we know we're told what to cook and literally it's such like an, an idiot's guide and I, I understand for those who are time short and it works and they're not inspired by the kitchen I mm-hmm. get it but I just thought there's a gap between a supermarket and a meal kit box Mm. and Mm -hmm. it's been given recipes and your hero products this is not an ad by the way (laughs) (laughs) Um, be given the products and the recipe cards Uh and then if you want to cook the recipe card you've got Mm. it all there Mm -hmm. but if you don't Mm. you know I just yeah the creativity has just gone Mm -hmm. I think we are so used to being hand hand guided through so many different things and living on autopilot I think you almost kind of don't realise until months have gone by that maybe you've put on weight and you've just been relying on ready meals or like you've Mm. just stopped moving your body Mm. as much or you forgot about the gym like I think sometimes time just passes by and you start making these more unhealthy choices because well like sugar's addictive Mm. it lights up the same Mm. pathways in your brain as cocaine and then we wonder why everyone's addicted to sugar Yeah, and it's like well yeah that's because it's really addictive but you just don't realise every day that you're consuming it or you need that pick me up in the afternoon you just don't see how much you rely on something like sugar for your energy and then the minute someone says hey you should stop having sugar or stop having coffee and you're like wow that's all I was relying on for my energy (laughs) 100% 100% and I actually did a juice cleanse a couple of weeks ago just for a day interesting and so (laughs) I so right so before I actually had Mm. um, George from Daily Dose come on here and that's why I did it because um, we spoke about juice cleanses and Mm -hmm. beforehand I just thought oh my god I'm going to be so hungry Mm -hmm. and he was like you're not because of the amount of juice you have I can confirm I was hungry like I think if you love food and food Mm. is and you you know you are a bit hungry Mm. but you I couldn't do it for more than one day because Mm -hmm. I just would struggle but I did feel amazing I had no coffee I Mm -hmm. my energy was fine didn't even crave it 
I slept amazingly that night. Mm-hmm. I just felt really good and clean. And it's such a good reset for so many reasons. It's yeah. a reset for stopping you getting that pick me up when you actually mm-hmm. don't need it. It's great to kind of say you don't rely on coffee mm-hmm. as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was actually really and good. The gut, like I think the gut's the most important. Someone, I once heard it, and I can't remember what it was, it was in a podcast like a year or two ago. And someone said, think of your gut as a road and it's got loads of potholes. You cannot fix the potholes unless you stop cars driving. Mm-hmm. And if you think of that with food, like it's so true, unless you stop eating, like I did recently, and I think me and V were doing, but I did a bone broth fast and I did mm-hmm. like, I think 80 hours without food. And, like, it actually wasn't that hard, but I am someone who does not mind fasting, so maybe that mm-hmm. made it slightly easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, that's exactly how I felt. I just felt like I'd given my gut a rest. My mm-hmm. anxiety was better. Like, I don't get head anxiety, but I was getting body anxiety, which mm-hmm. says to me it's your gut. Mm-hmm. And since then, I just felt reset. That's exactly the right word. You just feel like you've given something a rest, mm-hmm. and it's worked. Definitely. <laughs> and afterwards, you're like, oh, I could do yeah, that Yeah, definitely. Like, people listening might be like, oh, my God, like, that's such a weight loss thing. It's really not, because it's one day. I mean, people do five-day three day mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have respect for that because I mm-hmm. I couldn't I was really excited for my day of eating mm-hmm. the next day I, really I mean was. I was I kept thinking about breaking mm-hmm. the fast but I think the reason that I did bone broth not water was because I didn't want to lose weight mm-hmm. like it wasn't weight loss was the goal it was healing my gut yeah um, mm-hmm. and I think it definitely worked and I would I would do it again but that's yeah. not to say to everyone <laughs> no don't it doesn't, eat for 80 hours no but I think you know <laughs> you have sounds, to be prepared yeah and it sounds crazy but I think I'd try and do that one one day a year and it's yeah. and maybe for more people it's mm-hmm. better to do it maybe twice a year but I don't know I came back from holiday it was kind of like end of summer and I just mm-hmm. thought I'm just going to give my gut a day mm. off it just needs a rest and needs a break mm. and needs time to heal and I think it was um, yeah I think it was a good one mm. so I now want to talk about female health because mm. obviously that's where you guys what you guys kind of specialise mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. but I think as girls it makes sense to have some kind of our health needs are different our mm-hmm. bodies are different we have hormones going sort of everywhere different. and we we need yeah it, men and women are very different in terms of our needs so i want to talk a bit about that and whether you could shine any light on pms sex drive all of these things which girls suffer with again i was kind of looking through your instagram and a lot of people have asked questions about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. so i thought it'd be really interesting to kind of bring it up and see if you guys can shine light on how food um yeah helps that mm-hmm. or hinders <laughs> or hinders yeah well i think the most of the problems especially with pms come from also too high sugar intake so because sugar is in the gut and that, then it's just all really it's all comes back to sugar so for pms i would say to fix your sugar intake and take care of your liver detoxing and stuff but it's not normal to have PMS every single month with very strong pains and mood swings and headaches and all of that even though as growing up you kind of PMS is a thing and everybody's experiencing mm-hmm. PMS but we we actually shouldn't so you're you should I think we should learn more how to live according to your cycle but we have never been taught that again because it's a man's world so <laughs> nobody like in school would be would be interesting if they would teach us how to take care of ourselves and especially for women but yes pms is not normal and and we should do more to uh, prevent it magnesium is good to take yeah. it helps with GABA receptors and it helps with uh, 
cramps and also with a mood you can eat also eat dark chocolate if you want that's pistachios yeah pistachios are good minimizing stress is important as well because stress affects even the sex drive as well as pms as well as immune system as well as the gut so Mm -hmm. everything is connected you could do that by meditating we i really have a, a meditation that i really like I think you're the one who showed me it's the John Hopkins yeah, John, John Hopkins is around the fire it, it's brilliant it's 10 minutes sometimes I just listen to it when I'm on a tube to work or yeah, like, I do my yeah. for bed so st- even starting with these kind of things practicing mindfulness because I know sometimes it's hard to sit down mm. and just meditate when you've never done it before for 10 minutes to keep your mind quiet so this one is a really good one and vitamin B6 is also good especially if you have estrogen dominance because it helps to flush out from your liver uh, the estrogen and estrogen mm-hmm. dominance causes PMS and causes yeah, yeah it causes uh, low libido hormonal imbalances on mm-hmm. all kind of uh, kind of things plus we as women are exposed to around 80,000 different toxins per day <laughs> I don't know. so living in London yeah, yeah living yeah. in London uh, <laughs> on top of that uh, if you use plastic containers and stuff plastic water bottles skincare skincare perfume hairspray uh, non-stick pants mm-hmm. all of that so yeah, i think endocrine disruptors probably mm-hmm. are a big one but i think mm-hmm. if you were to narrow down the three things you've just mm-hmm. said i would say gut health yes is one i'd say number two maybe is like your nervous system i don't mm-hmm. think people, people realize that your nervous system and your gut kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. and then blood sugar balance yes like balancing your blood sugar making sure mm-hmm. that when you eat food you actually can know roughly the impact that's going to have on your blood sugar Mm. and I think that's one for female health that will be talked about in five years time so much more Mm. commonly like oh well if you looked Mm. at like a blood sugar balancing diet especially with the rise of PCOS and endometriosis Mm. I think they are in my opinion extremely hand in hand with blood sugar balance and I would urge most people if they have PCOS or endometriosis get a glucose monitor shove Mm. one in your arm and start recording Mm. what you eat and I think you'd be really surprised like if, to p- talk about myself like so when I first started uni got glandular fever got chronic fatigue was mm. the most depressed tired worn out version I've ever seen in myself like I couldn't even stand up in the shower I couldn't even stand up to go down the stairs sometimes the chronic fatigue was so bad and I remember being like this is hell and because my immune system was just battered I was getting cystitis and tonsillitis I mean every other week it was mm-hmm. it was just wild I was crying all the time I was like that horrible flatmate you don't want to be around because they're just so emotional and I remember one day I went to the nurse and she swabbed my tonsils and I burst out crying and I was like tell me there's nothing else you can do for me apart from give me more penicillin and she was like I mean I could potentially test if it's actually bacterial because if it's viral then I don't even need to give you them I remember thinking you have given me penicillin about seven times this year and you might not have even needed to Mm. and I was flustered and I went to the library and I think I spent two hours looking through papers on female health gut health recurring tonsillitis Epstein-Barr virus glandular fever like you name it in those few hours I was searching and from that the main thing I took was firstly gut health you need to sort out your gut right now from all this penicillin I think I took 300 in like a year wow it was manic and I look back now and like I'm so sorry for my gut I'm like I'm sorry that we went <laughs> yeah. through that and then the second one was low carb so I found this one really niche paper and it said about SIBO so small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and essentially that being linked to stuff like tonsillitis cystitis because it's when bacteria overgrows and it said by cutting out carbs which ferment when you eat them and cause more bacteria you can hopefully get rid of it and touch wood 
since doing all of that, I've never had tonsillitis or cystitis again. Wow. I got my libido back. I don't cry all the time. I'm a healthy weight. My mm-hmm. skin, I used to have this like patch on my head of just dryness. <laughs> and that just went, but it changed my life. And that was literally from looking at the food I ate, being so much more mindful about mm-hmm. gut health mm-hmm. and eating fiber, balancing my meals. I think I used to wake up every morning and I used to have like a piece of toast with butter. Like, it's not bad, but it's not really, there's not much nutritional value there. Whereas now I have like half a grapefruit, a piece of toast with a poached egg, and maybe some avocado, maybe like some fish on the side, or like a piece of bacon, but something. It's got protein, fat, carbs, fiber. Mm. And funnily enough, I'm fueled for the day. I'm not emotional. Mm. I have regular periods, and I have a libido and like a sex drive. I remember the thought of sex when I was going through all of that, I was like, I can't even sit going down the stairs. Like, it's just not happening, yeah. you know? It's not. Absolutely. And I think this kind of highlights, like, holistic health. Like, you just mm-hmm. talked about diet. You mentioned, mentioned mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so true. Like, health isn't just going on a run mm-hmm. or eating a salad at lunch. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. It's yeah. mental, physical, gut. It's not restricting as well. Yeah. And it's adherence. Like, what can you adhere to? Like, we always talk at uni when you're doing studies, don't you? Like, mm. one of the paragraphs you'd write about is adherence to the diet or the study mm. that, like, did mm. people stick to it? Keto diets, every single paper, 70% dropped out. Like, well, that's mm. because it's really different to what most people eat like. Yeah. And stuff like that. But I think that's one of the biggest things is will you actually adhere to it? Or have yeah. you read a study or a post on Instagram that someone else did this, you know, mm. celery juice cleanse for five days? Like, well, that is really good for them but like that's not necessarily going to be great for you yeah like, definitely everyone's so really different mm-hmm. and yeah I think you've got to definitely just kind of think holistically mm-hmm. and just focus on making sure everything because it affects everything mm-hmm. and actually mentioning mindfulness I've just started meditation mm-hmm. and I was one of those who said it's not for me I could never do it and I just found myself I went through a stage and I found myself just not being able to focus on anything because I was so busy in mm-hmm. my hands are doing quotation marks mm-hmm. and I mean I was busy but you know if you're so busy that you can't focus on anything mm-hmm. there's no point even trying you're to start time. I'm wasting time mm-hmm. so I realized and my boyfriend actually highlighted it he was like you're so busy that you can't even do anything mm-hmm. and I was like yeah you're, you're right <laughs> and I, it was stressing me out that I was trying to multitask and I thought mm-hmm. if I just did one thing well ticked it off moved on to the next mm-hmm. so I was like right I need to really refocus my focus mm-hmm. so I've started I've got a headspace and I just mm-hmm. do I'm just doing four minutes a day just to start mm-hmm. achievable achievable and that I think I wake up and I think I haven't got time for my headspace today mm-hmm. four minutes like yeah, yeah you can you, you definitely can if that means you're late for something four minutes mm-hmm. is fine mm-hmm. and actually I can already feel like I've got control of things back mm-hmm. you yeah. know and I'm like okay and the way you react in situations I think changes mm-hmm. Yeah. like we would always control notice, emotions yeah you can mm. you can actually control your emotions and you're like wow that was mm-hmm. actually quite calm of me so much um, but they always say mm-hmm. they always say the busiest people are the ones that should do the most meditation because it helps you focus like I was saying V was once meant to come visit me mm. and I was like oh my god I was like to my dad Vilto's coming like in a few hours and my dad was like well get your shit together Charlotte he was like get sorted you've got uni work to do mm. I meditated for 20 minutes I wrote 900 words in three hours before Vilte arrived and I was like, hello, like, where's mm. the Prosecco? I was like, that went so well, but it's honestly just because I committed that time mm. and I just had clarity. I just yeah. had clarity of thought and was like, I can go do that assignment. Like, yeah. I can actually do it and I'm not stressed and panicking and overthinking to the point where I just don't really do anything. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. 
honestly I feel like we could just keep talking all night but <laughs> I am aware that it is an evening and you know we have other things to do probably meditate and just sort ourselves out and focus on ourselves yeah. yeah exactly so yeah. I'm gonna wrap it all up with my final question which I mm-hmm. ask everyone so again this is gonna have to be individually answered so okay. my favorite question of all time is what would be your last meal so food related starter main course and dessert what would it be we had this question we had this question asking each other so many times and i asked my mom and everyone and i keep it's i mean give me a second nibbly like sun-dried tomatoes like olives charcuterie board perfect a charcuterie board heaven (laughs) there you go big starter (laughs) that's okay you know it's your last meal let's just go all out (laughs) what's yours um you finish your main dessert and i will have a so charcuterie board probably be my starter like i love all things like that nibbly food but that's my idea of heaven is a dinner party where you nibble yeah just sat around main would probably have to be something like boeuf bourguignon Mm -hmm. when i was in france i made that and it was a labor of love but it was absolutely worth it. And like with like potatoes and green beans, I just thought you can't go wrong with like a, a meal where you do really nice veg with an accompanying side. Mm-hmm. I don't know, to me that always just works mm. and a nice sauce. Yeah. And then pudding, I, pudding for me right now, I'd go with a chocolate eclair. Ooh. I like chocolate always, but a chocolate eclair with like the cream, we were talking about this recently. It's just like it's refreshing. Yeah. It's not like super heavy, like a chocolate tart. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the cream, the pastry. When I was at uh, school, I did my A level. I did my final piece, and I did a crock on bouche, which is this giant profiterole stack. So I do really have like a thing for shoe pastry. But that would probably be mine. Okay, good one. I like yeah. that. That's very niche. I haven't heard anyone <laughs> say that. I like that. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Well, I thought about it. I will be <laughs> duck themed. So okay. for starter, because there is a lot of starters I like, but I would say maybe I would start with foie gras. Okay, yeah. For starter, then for the main, I would have duck breast with this, in Lafayette, I have these pickled cat, sauerkraut, but this uh, pickled in pomegranate juice. So it's wow. like uh, purple sauerkraut, which is really, really nice mm-hmm. with some potatoes. Yes. And uh, for dessert, I don't know, maybe like a cheesecake or like a pavlova, depending how I feel. Mm. But okay, good one. But I like, like a mess pavlova. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Mm. Guys, these were great. That was <laughs> really yours. great. Well done. Oh, see, I knew that was coming. Okay, right, I've got it down to a T. If I practice this, you've been asked this before. Yes. Right. To start off with, it would be sushi. It would no, be like little, a few little one. sushi rolls. Mm. Would I be? I would either have avocado, little avocado and cucumber mackies, mm-hmm. but as it is my last meal, I may, I may go spicy tuna. I mean, I am mm-hmm. 100% no vegan. That would, I know, that the salmon. I do love that. So it, it would be some sort of sushi. I can't mm-hmm. get too hot on the details mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> then for main course, it would be Lebanese. I would like, yeah, I'd probably have a, a big one. cauliflower with um, like a tahini sauce, mm-hmm. with a baba ganoush and some hummus and like mm-hmm. some tabbouleh. Yes. I know that's a lot going I on I love there. the fatouche one. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. With the pomegranate molasses. The, yes, that is just mm. great. I made that myself the other day and mm. I was really impressed. Don't be yeah. like, And the Delicious. Dessert. dessert. I always rotate on two. Um, but at the moment, I think to finish, I'd probably have a frozen yogurt mm-hmm. with dark chocolate chips and maybe some peanut butter and mm-hmm. some strawberries. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. nice. And your a peanut butter you wouldn't go for any other nut butter no I'm an almond butter actually oh, yeah. yeah I am an almond butter peanut butter just came out then but I am partial to both mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I probably would go almond over peanut mm-hmm. yeah
Well, guys, thank you so much. I think it's really great to highlight a few things that people might be struggling with. Mm. Um, hopefully people listening got some insights out of this. And I think it's just really important to focus on yourself take care into what you're eating look at labels and just kind of think holistically and I think start small start small yeah, I think start small. yeah those are the main things we can take from this so one percent improvements right every single day mm-hmm. absolutely I love it well mm-hmm. thank you guys so so much thank you for having us thank you so much thank you guys so much for listening and I hope this episode clarified a few gray areas or maybe highlighted a few things that you might not have known about Please make sure to check out Greedy Vegan if you haven't already. And thanks again. See you next week.